0: Here we go, the Real O Show podcast, episode one, take 50. We're out here on the deck. You know, we've experimented with the house. You know, do we want to do a Zoom interview? But from the start, it's always been we've wanted to do an in person interview. Obviously, I want Joshua to be a part of the interview because he is literally the Real O Show. I stole his nickname for this brand. So obviously, I want Joshua to be a part of it, but you know, it'll be a little mixing rotation whether Josh was a part of it or if it's me and somebody else, you know we'll figure it out we're just playing with it, but we really think the podcast and having that audio of our content is going to be crucial for us and obviously it diversifies what we're constantly doing and kind of gets us away from just the Instagram and TikTok or just the vlogs that we're normally doing. But here we go, podcast. Most likely the structure just a little background for everybody. You know we'll probably do a segment, you know, to start, it'll be like sports, then it'll be music, and then it'll be mostly about business. You know, we want to stick with the things that we're passionate about, that we like, and then obviously what we know. Just to kind of get into it, Joshua, let's talk sports. So we're, rec- we're recording this June 20th, 2022. To recap the sports, obviously baseball's in full swing. The Warriors just won the NBA championship, which I thought they would. And then right now tonight we have game three, NHL playoffs, Stanley Cup, <clears throat> I don't watch much hockey, but you know since we started doing this, I've paid a little bit more attention. Colorado's up 2-0. Who we got tonight in, ta- in Tampa? Yeah, I got I got Tampa. Tampa? Um, and like I
1: talked about this earlier with you. No one sweeps in the NHL. It doesn't happen. Tampa Bay is too good. They're too hot on home ice. They're going to win game three, I think. I think it's going to go back to Tampa again. I think Colorado's going to win. I think this is going to be a short series. I think it's going to be five or six games. But, yeah, I think they're winning it in Colorado, game five.
0: Winning it in Colorado,
1: game five? Which is a very bold prediction because, like I said, in the NHL.
0: I could see that. In I the NHL, they they want game six, seven. Like, that's where history's built. Well, I mean, it's also where the money's at as well. Um, but tonight, money lines right now currently as we're recording this, minus 110, so there's no plus money. I think it's, like, over under six goals, so, you know, relatively high scoring. All the games have been high that's scoring crazy. so far. Yeah,
1: which is crazy. That's not that's not traditional NHL, but they do, like you said, they want higher scoring. 100%. They want more because there's the not offense. any more fighting, really. I mean, you had a little bit with Reeves and the Rangers, but let's be honest, Colorado, I mean, there's not many tough guys on Colorado, not many tough guys on, on Tampa Bay.
0: They're just you know, good teams. They're just good highly teams. skilled teams. You know? Just good teams. I don't know. You know, I think the NHL is in a creative spot. Um, I also, but I do relate NHL a lot to baseball because I think their market is super niche. Like you have to kind of grow up in an area or grow up around the sport to really enjoy it. Like not many people are like, oh, you know, I love baseball. The average person is a football, basketball fan. So I think the NHL has some room to make up to continue to grow the sport. Obviously, it's a Canadian-based sport. So you'll forever have those fans. But, um, you know, I, I, I was shocked with the NHL that Tampa actually got back. I thought it would be the New York Rangers. I know we did a video about it that, I you know, I thought New York Rangers would make it just because it's new blood. I did think Colorado would make it. I did think Colorado would win it. Obviously, there's some, you know, rivalry with the Red Wings there. But um, to kind of, I guess, transition it, and this is might be a little out of your ballpark. I know I've been kind of talking about it a little bit, but it's because I'm really into it the Big Three Basketball League, yeah, and the reason I think it will work is because of the time it's played, which is in the summer, so their first week, it was just last weekend, a week after whatever the NBA Finals was, yeah. you have baseball going on, niche market, Stanley Cups coming down to the wire, pretty much about to be done within the next week, two weeks, so the Big Three's in this very creative spot where there's not really very many sports, they're pulling in a mass... And In an international sport, really, with basketball. 100%. Yeah. And obviously the TV deals are still there. This is the fifth season. It's crazy that I'm just now kind of talking about the big three. And it's crazy that really anybody is. I mean, it's I, been five
1: years since I mean, they started. I'll be honest. I mean, I think it's, like you said, it's very. It's a very interesting market. And I liked it when I heard Ice Cube and Gary V talking about it. They were talking about how they're not trying to compete with the NBA. Yeah. They're just trying to be a complementary league. Something else just adds basketball entertainment, which I think is a genius idea. It's completely different from the NBA. And I also think it has that entertainment value where it's it's high high. energy, high pace. And that's what people want. That's why I think baseball is lagging a little bit. But like I said, the in-person interviews, I was watching the Astros play yesterday. And um, uh, Altuve, right? Is that his name? Altuve. Altuve, sorry. Um, Altuve was doing an in-game interview on Father's Day. And I was like, this is what baseball needs. This is yeah. what these sports needs. Because, to be honest with you, when he was interviewing mid-game in the field, I wasn't even worried about the game. I was like, this is interesting. It just shows how, how high professional they are, that yeah. they can do both. 100%. I think, it, I think it adds a ton of entertainment, and it adds a little bit of fan, like the fan get to geek out a little bit. On 100%. 100%.
0: So. No, I mean that, no, those are good points, but I think with the big three where it's different, and I relate, and I, I continue to relate kind of the big three in a different light than, like, the USFL, right? Because the USFL, and no offense to those because, I mean, they're still good football players, still playing professional football. I get it. But the drop-off in talent is crazy. Yeah, I agree. Because you got to think about it. That league, you're pulling from the people who don't make NFL teams, NFL minicamps, CFL teams – you know, you might even be losing people to, like, Arena Football League. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you're kind of dealing with these, I I I don't I just lack of a better term, like almost just, like, not the cream of the crop players. Right. And I feel like that's why they've had so many problems is because the talent drop-off is so big. Whereas with the big three, yes, there's 100% of talent drop-off, 100%. Yeah. But there's also really, really good NBA players that are still, like, relatively in good age playing in the big three. Plus, they have legendary head coaches, yeah. like Hall of Fame head coaches, and they still have good basketball. And you're in and and, you're, and it's basketball of old professionals kind of like out of their prime, still giving you that entertainment. So it's 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 different. You're getting you're paying for something different. Whereas I think where the USFL isn't trying to compete with the NFL, right. but it's just that they gotta th- almost rethink of how they want to present themselves to the NFL and almost and almost being like a you know, like a like a mini camp league for well, him. To
1: jump on that though, with the big three, and which I think is different from the USFL and the big three is also when you get that one basketball is probably the hardest league to play professional sports 100%. in. Hundred percent. You can play for 100%. a long period of time. There's only two you know two rounds of drafts. the The turnover in the NBA is very small, and with that being said, you can also play basketball a lot longer. So even though you have retired from the NBA, yeah. you could still go and play in the big three. Whereas if you retired from the NFL, you're probably Fucking abused, 100%. and you are gonna not be able 100%. to do another league, especially when you are
0: not getting paid. Well, anything. I also think the big three. It's like you get these in the in the, in the where I am talking about, like that you know they have um, Gerald Green, they have Michael Beasley, Joe Johnson. Like these, these were like legit NBA hoopers. No. Like these were legit NBA well, hoopers don't. who are still relatively in good shape. Like Michael Beasley and Gerald Green are still in the shape to play in the NBA. Joe Johnson can oh, still play. Joe, he's, just four, he's just like 40, still hooping. I so Joe. But, but what the big three can do is you get these, like, decent players, not like not like the LeBrons, but you get, like, the B-level players who are getting to the end of their career, and you're like, hey, here's a contract. Come play for the big three. And it's just like you get you start to draw, like, these players that are still relatively in good shape. And obviously what I really like, and obviously they're on – they're bringing Gary V in for the NFT. I don't know 100% about it. I'm not going to sit here and speculate about the NFT craze, but the way they're setting up the NFTs to where you have ownership in the individual teams, there's obviously only so many. There's like VIP treatment if you have an NFT when you go to the games. So it's super creative, super interactive. And it also that NFT is something that the NBA, NHL, MLB, NHL will probably never, ever to be able to – Compete with because it's a good boys' league. It is. The owners don't want to give up power. The owners want everything. The owners want to make all the decisions. So, going off that, so now we'll transition. I don't know how long that was, but, you know, we're going into the music. Obviously, June 20th again. Drake just dropped last Friday. Honestly, never mind. Huge controversy here, apparently. Drake gave us free music out of nowhere. Four hour heads up. And everybody apparently had the most expectations in the world for no, for no time to think about it, did something different, did a dance album, what I like to call an international album because he's making plays that people can't see. But we're going to get Joshua's opinion on here, and I know his opinion already, but you know, the, the vast majority of the opinion is the album is not good. It's the same song over and over again. I, I disagree, yeah. but kind of give your thoughts on that Drake album. I,
1: I thought it was really good. I mean, I knew when I first listened to it, that it wasn't gonna get love off the bat just because i i could tell like it's just a different which made me like it more hundred (laughs) percent like i knew it wasn't gonna get plays i knew what he was kind of doing it is the evolution of drake um you know i compared to the dawn fm that the weekend kind of dropped recently not a lot of swear words on the album you know some of the biggest hits do have swear words on the album um for um uh never mind Um, but i thought the album was fantastic. Uh, I think it shows how versatile Drake is and I think truly like you said it's gonna be the international album I think other countries I think the Europeans I think all that side of it they're gonna auto-tune or they're not gonna auto-tune they're gonna remix it they're gonna make it their own I think it's gonna be club hit after club hit and then I think all the people that are hating on it now are gonna go back to school go to the bars wherever in a couple
0: months and they're gonna be banging it well here's the thing the club is not gonna not play Drake music 100%. 100%. Right. So people are gonna be playing it. Girls are gonna be singing it. Guys are gonna like it. Right. also people like to go with the majority of people. Don't people don't like to be on their own with saying, hey, this album's actually good. Right. Um, people like to just kinda of go with the majority just because it's you know, it's more comfortable. You don't gotta argue, you don't have to state your side, you don't have to have you know, people aren't attacking you for whatever reason. I think the Drake album was incredible. Obviously, as I've gotten older, you know, whereas Drake releases Take Care. Well, people still want Take Care, Drake. And it's like you're completely neglecting Drake as a human being and a person who's growing, who's a father, who's had, you know, his relationship stuff, who has had beef in the rap game. Like, he's elevated as a person. He's changed. Whereas, like, you know, Marvin's Room, as bad as I want him to do a Marvin's Room remix, I want Marvin's whole house. But you know what? We... We're not going to get it because Drake's not in that stage. So I think just respecting and appreciating where rappers grow into who they are. And, like we, and, and, and you know, this will be a good transition, actually, away from Drake, is the Post Malone album, yeah. which I loved, 12 Carat Toothache, which, you know, Post Malone's disappeared for three years, comes back right away as soon as it first listened. I thought it was like, this is Post Malone's best work. I know it take you a little time to come back to it. I've had arguments with friends saying it's his third best album. But I truly think the more I listen to Twelve Carat Toothache, it's his best work. And we talk about the growth of an artist, you know, kind of go into that. What well, yeah. you think the growth of his artist, and you know I, how you liked it? I, I thought he
1: grew a ton. I know off the bat, I told you like I'm obviously a, a, a post Malone like bias because I thought Stony is his best work, and I thought like Beer Bongs and Bentley and everything after that was okay. I think this Twelve Carat Toothache is definitely like the post that I like. Yeah, like this is the post Malone that I love. We this does a might, ton of different shit. On like, that's it. What I'm saying. Like it, this may grow into my favorite album ever from Post Malone. Like I said, time time and a place in your life where like Stony just hit hard. Hundred percent. You know, I remember listening to White Iverson in 2015 in Texas before anyone ever even knew what that song yeah. was, and it
0: was just a single floating around. Like that was on SoundCloud. I could tell. I could tell you the exact moment I heard White Iverson. It was. What was it? Now I'm drawing a blank. It's uh, Miller from Ohio State, the old quarterback. What's his name? Oh, Miller. Oh, oh, fuck.
1: I I know you're talking about. Damn,
0: Miller, Ohio State moved to receiver. I can't think of his name right now. We gotta Google it on the podcast. I gotta Google this shit. Braxton, it's Braxton Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller was on his Instagram and he posted a highlight tape to it. His, I think it was his. I think it was the year he moved to receiver. Yeah. So it would have been his junior, whatever senior year. And it was against Virginia Tech, which was week one, and he had like the play of the year. He went on this jet sweep, right, and went around the corner and spun, moved the fuck out of the safety, like put him in no man's land. Went for like a forty yard mm-hmm. touchdown. He put that on Instagram with White Iverson. I remember hearing yeah. this song. I was like, bro, what is this? And oh, I, yeah. right away, I was like well, this guy's got to be black, right? And it no. threw me off one post when I found oh, out no. he was white. But it's like, yeah. but that's why people get connected to this is because it's like, I'm able to think of White Iverson and I can tell you that exact moment. And that was seven years ago. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, can literally remember like watching that on Instagram. I mean, if you look at like Stoney, like that album, like I told you like
1: earlier, the historical music videos, like he has four music videos on YouTube right now from that album that have a, over a billion streams. That's crazy. Like just on the, on the just on the fucking music video, have a that's billion crazy. streams. Like, that's just so astronomical. Like it's unreal. Like 100%. he was selling stadiums after that album. Hundred percent. That's crazy. Hundred percent. So and that's went from nothing, like having no music out, to selling stadiums. So it's like you know, get JB, you know, a, a JB's tour, you know, you you can do a lot.
0: So, yeah. 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 Um, you know, and obviously wrap up the music here but still want to speculate rod wave still hasn't dropped haven't heard anything beautiful mind was expected two weeks ago now Yeah. two weeks ago still haven't gone out i don't know why but this is this is where i'll continue to talk as we do this content as we continue to do this podcast i'm going to continue to talk about the decentralization of music getting it away from the record labels who control these artists whereas someone like rod wave who is one of the most talented, has a potential to be literally like a goat in the game. Obviously, his record label has control of how much music he can put out, when he can put it out, the rights to the songs, which is kind of fucking him up. We'll leave it at that. But, you know, we're obviously we're looking for that, and obviously we're going to have a lot of content about that. Getting into the last section to transition out of this podcast, um, you know, the reason why we want to do this business part is obviously me and Joshua – have aspirations to ha- have a big business. We have a brand now as well. and you know we also want to be able to diversify our content and talk about what we're doing, what we're seeing, what we're learning about. Just so if there's any other business people out here who run a business or have aspirations to run a business, you know they can take what we've learned from this. And I also you know I'm kind of put Joshua on the spot here, but he has this theory which I agree with about TikTok in the original audio kind of talk about that because instagram kind of i agree with you that the music on those reels are like a hashtag yeah it's a hashtag yeah but it's weird how on instagram if you do original audio you still get some rewarded for it you get some reward for it yeah but on tiktok you get like none.
1: yeah i don't know why but i think that it's what it is like as of right now today june 20th trending audios are being favored over original audios yeah. on TikTok. I think as we get into it, I think as the platform evolves, I think original audio is gonna be rewarded. And I say this just because, one, if you're a business, you should be using your original audio because that audio is just gonna put you in a box of people that like that, that trending sound. Yeah. So if you own a business, you probably just wanna use your original sound anyway. But if you're just you know a regular person like us, trying to build our brand using the trendy audios that match what we're doing kind of helps us. But I think as it evolves, it's, it's gonna reward it. I think that it, it's gonna allow creators to be more creative with their original sounds, which is in the end gonna help the platform. <laughs> bugs are everywhere. These here. fucking bugs are know, big too. I know, um, but that's my future. I think it's gonna probably be the next, I told Zachary, it could be three months, could be six months, could be a year. But I think as it goes, I think that these platforms are going to start evolving their algorithm to favor the original audios.:
0: Well, it's also interesting that so TikTok, I, I think it was created like 2015. Don't quote me on that. Whatever, it became relevant in 2015. I obviously didn't download it till 2020. <laughs> 2020, probably for me, I was late on it. It was, it, big, for... it was big during COVID, and everybody was talking about it at the dancing. I'm like, man, I'm not downloading that shit. It's so like a middle school app. And then mm-hmm. obviously Gary kept talking about it, and I kept looking at it. I'm like, all right, got to go on there. And then I started posting a video almost every day just because I wanted to get into the groove of it. And the one thing with TikTok is, one, you get organic growth. Same with Instagram Reels, just Instagram Reels. No Instagram posts get organic growth. The Instagram Reels get organic growth because they want to compete with TikTok. Obviously, YouTube kind of has their own version. YouTube, YouTube's its own game. Yeah. I think that's, that, that we would need it, our own podcast just to talk about YouTube honestly. And maybe that's 100%. something we do. Maybe yeah. that's, once we get better at it, we obviously need to continue to do that. We have a little bit more experience with TikTok and Instagram just because we've been on it. And we also post more on those. But the one thing with TikTok is that I don't think people give it credit. Also, is that it is so young. And it's, in it's infancy stage almost that no one really knows what it's going to grow into like we we have no idea we don't know what instagram is going to grow into is instagram going to eat tiktok and become this massive new facebook in 10 years we... or or does tiktok overtake instagram and instagram disappears or youtube overtakes them both like there's so many ways it can go but the one thing i want to kind of talk about and obviously i want your opinion on it is Two things I've seen from the content, specifically this would be reels, because I think reels right now on a day to day basis are the best thing you can be doing to put out content and for your business. 100%. But the two things I've seen one, obviously shooting anything from your phone is gonna get you more views. Doesn't equal likes, but it will 100% get you more views. Like yeah. that, that, that is a guarantee. But if you make it professionally, you'll for sure see lesser views, but you probably have more of a chance to get more likes because people like looking at it. It's more, a little bit more authentic. It's, it's more professionally done, but that's why the algorithms are pushing it down. Yeah. And then the other thing I want to talk about that now I'm drawing a blank on is, oh, reels. People like vlogs. Yeah. People love vlogs, whether it's, the cliche day in life, how many times have we seen, oh, do a day in a life? We've still yet to do it. Maybe yeah. one day we'll pull the trigger on it. But those are the two things that I've consciously known. So if you're a business, you want to create content, you want to build a brand, obviously reach out if you have yeah. questions. we would more than welcome to help, free of charge. We want to help you because you'll probably help us and give us something that we have no idea about. So, um, you know, that's kind of the tradition we're in. But, you know, kind of talk about maybe one thing, two things that you've also seen. You can obviously piggyback off what I said or if you have something different.
1: Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you. I think that if you're trying to grow your brand, business, whatever, you need to be posting uh, as many times as you can uh, reels, TikToks yeah. every day. Because it's how you're going to get organic traffic. I think they're also and rewarding stories. stories. That's and what stories. I was about to say. Stories. I was about to say Sad. We're brothers. Yeah. <laughs> so, stories. So, yeah, again, putting everything on your story. Um I would say another thing, and that's something that we're trying to do now is you're commenting on your, like maybe not your target market, but like the the, kind of the community that you want to be involved in to kind of be commenting with them because you want people to like and comment on your stuff. I think it's good to be commenting on other people's stuff. That's something that we've been doing. And to be honest with you, the, like the community you actually build by putting like a good comment or a good question on a picture, it's huge. because it's crazy. Because people that are just random people are gonna start commenting on you back at you, liking it, 100%. which then is gonna push them to like your stuff, like maybe go on your page, maybe they'll go. Oh, I kind of like
0: what this guy's about to put. Now that's or whatever. But you gave two great ones: stories and commenting. Those those are crucial, and and those are two things people don't think about. It's just an interesting. People thing. don't think about. You know, I think. Man, I think stories are always crucial, no matter the level. I yeah. think stories become way more important than the content once you have an audience. Yeah. Because the stories are super um, intimate. Yeah. They're only there for 24 hours, and you shot it that day, like yeah. that moment. You know, whenever you it's, upload it. It's like which the gives, ultimate. It, it gives the it gives the audience like they actually like know 100% what it's, you're doing. It's the
1: ultimate behind the scenes, and that's yes. kind of like what you see with like Melk when they grew their when they grew their page. Like, they were putting everything on Snapchat, and that was how they were, like, it was, like, this exclusive community. Like, you might watch their videos on YouTube, but you weren't getting, like, their exclusive, exclusive, exclusive yeah. stuff unless you were on their Snapchat. And I think that's kind of, like, what the stories bring. It just, which is it one me. thing we want to
0: experiment, too, is, is also Snapchat. Snapchat. So, so, And that's something that we want to start And that's and very on. intimate. So that's, that's where Snapchat, obviously, save, save them for another time, but Snapchat is definitely something we're looking at. It's definitely something i've personally seen like artists like rappers do because it's very personal you can really give behind the scenes content but i think the one thing if you're going to do snapchat and obviously i'm just bullshitting here because i don't have a business snapchat but if yeah. i was to have a snapchat the content i put on that snapchat for the most part probably isn't going to any other platform yeah
1: i think it's you like want you,
0: you want to make it very yeah. intimate and you want to make it very exclusive to where it's like if you want X, Y, Z content, you gotta be on our Snapchat. Yeah. No, I, I think that's the way we do it. But any any closing thoughts, you got anything? I, I
1: don't know. I, I think that we kind of hit, hit it on the head for that first time. I, I
0: think we killed it. I think this I is like a
1: good, I, I, I think it's a good test. I think if there's one thing that I would like to change that I thought of mid was sometimes that'll click off that every segment I should get up and make sure cause we don't have a What will we'll click off? Like the, that camera. But you're recording. I know. No, I'm saying it'll like it'll stop. But it'll make a noise, sometimes. But I was just thinking that, like, because we don't have a producer for this, you know, obviously why we need to chop this part out if we do it. But I'm just thinking, like, I'm just thinking out loud here as we do this. Is this is our first one outside? You know, obviously I don't know how the audio is. We got a bunch of shit going on. I think we keep this.
0: I I do. I agree. I at least think that we got some stuff that we can clip from it. Yeah, I like this. I like this. But uh, hey, wrapping it up. The Real O Show podcast, episode one. Obviously, when we release this, I don't even know if this will make it in the snippet. If you're interested in coming on the podcast, obviously, we want it to be in person. Yeah. So you know, whether we come to you, you come here. We'd love to have anybody on a podcast. Whether you want to talk sports, music, business, we can talk all three. We can talk just one. We can talk two or three. You can bring ideas. Kind of open. We really just want this to be a very creative welcoming space, and obviously have intimate, deep conversations that are meaningful, um, that we can get something out of,